we have the wonderful Mem Fox. Yes. Mem Fox has written more than 40 books for children. Wow. That's a lot, isn't it? Including the best-selling and much-loved picture books, Possum Magic and Where is the Green Sheep? I know. That is my favourite one too. The Near Sheep and the Far Sheep. That's my favourite two pages. Yeah. I love it. I love it. She has been presented with numerous book awards and was awarded an AM for services to the cultural life of Australia. So please put your hands together to share with us her favourite book to read. Please welcome the fabulous Mem Fox. Yay! Thank you, Sam. Just, I'm very tidy sort of person. Hello, everybody. This is my first outing for a very, very long time. And I'm not sure that I want to be here, but I'm terribly pleased to be here at the same time. Okay. <clears throat> my angels. This is my favorite book. This book is called The Selfish Giant. And it was written in 1888 by Oscar Wilde, when my grandfather himself was only eight years old. I'm so sorry, but I cannot have any filming today, uh, or photographs, nothing, not for any copyright reason or anything, but because I'm 76, <laughs> and I'm easily distracted. <laughs> so as soon as I see a camera, I need to look at it and smile. So all cameras aside, thank you very much. The Oscar Wilde story <coughs> is about to begin. Every afternoon, as they were coming home from school, the children used to go and play in the giant's garden. I don't need these glasses. I'm going to start again, now that I can see you properly. Every afternoon, as they were coming home from school, the children used to play in the giant's garden. It was a large, lovely garden with soft green grass. And here and there above the grass were beautiful flowers, like stars. And there were 12 peach trees, which in the springtime broke out into delicate blossoms of pink and pearl and in the autumn bore rich fruit. The birds sat in the trees and sang so sweetly that the children were very happy to be in the garden. How happy we are to be here, they said. But one day, the giant came back. He had been away for seven years. He had been to visit his friend, the Cornish ogre, and after seven years were over, he'd said everything that he had to say because his conversation was limited, and he determined to come back to his own castle. 
when he arrived, he saw the children playing in his garden. What are you doing here, he said in a very gruff voice, and the children were frightened and ran away. My own garden is my own garden, said the giant. Anyone can understand that, <coughs> and I will allow no one to, to play in it but myself. And he built a high wall all round it. And he put up a notice board saying, trespassers will be prosecuted. He was a very selfish giant. The children had nowhere to play. They tried to play in the road, but the road was dusty and full of hard stones, and they did not like it. When their lessons were over, they used to wander around the high wall and talk about the beautiful garden inside. How happy we were there, they used to say to each other. Then the spring came, and everywhere, I think I turn over the page at that point. Yes. Then the spring came, and there were little birds and little blossoms everywhere. Only in the garden of the selfish giant, it was still winter. The birds did not care to sing in it, for there were no children. The trees forgot to blossom. Once a beautiful flower did peep its head up above the grass, but when it saw the notice board, it felt so sorry for the children, so sorry for them, that it slipped back into the ground and fell asleep again. The only people who were happy were the frost and the snow. The spring has forgotten this garden, they said, and we will live here all year round. They invite, oh, I know I forgot to tell you something. I was going to tell you they invited the North Wind to stay, but before that, what happened was this. The snow covered the grass with her long white cloak, and the frost painted all the trees silver. And then what happened? Oh, yes. Then they invited the North Wind to stay. And he came, he was dressed in furs, and he roared all day about the garden and blew the chimney pots down. This is a delightful spot, he said. Let us invite the hail to stay. And the hail came. And for three hours every afternoon, it rattled on the castle roof until almost all the slates were broken. Terrible, terrible person. Every day that was what happened. And after he had run around, after he had um, rattled on the roof and broken all the slates, he raced round and round and round the garden as fast as he could go. He was dressed in grey. And his breath was like ice. cannot understand why the spring is so late in coming, said the giant one morning as he sat by his window and looked out onto his cold, white garden. I, I hope there will soon be a change in the weather. But the spring never came. 
nor the summer. The autumn gave rich fruits to every garden, but to the giant's garden, she gave none. He is too selfish, she said. So it was always winter there. And the north wind and the hail and the frost and the snow danced about through the trees. One morning, when the giant was lying awake in his bed, he heard some lovely music. It sounded so sweet to his ears that he thought it must be the king's musicians passing by. Really, it was only a little linnet singing outside his window, but it had been so long since the giant had heard birds singing in his garden that to him it seemed like the most beautiful music in the world. Then the hail stopped rattling above his head, the north wind ceased roaring, and a delicious perfume came to him through the open casement. I think the spring has arrived at last, said the giant, and he jumped out of bed to look out. And what did he see? It was the most wonderful sight. Through a little hole in the wall, the children had crept back into the garden, and they were sitting in the branches of the trees, in every tree that he could see. There was a little child. Oh, the giant was so happy. He was absolutely delighted. And the trees, of course, the trees were so glad to have the children back that they were, they had covered themselves in white blossoms and they were waving their arms gently above the children's heads. And the birds were flying about and twittering with delight. Everybody was happy. The Flowers peeped up above the grass, and they were laughing. It really was a lovely scene. Except, in one corner of the garden, it was still winter. It was the farthest corner of the garden. And in it stood a little boy. He was too small to reach up into the branches. And he was wandering around it, crying bitterly. The poor tree was still covered in snow and frost. Climb up, little boy, said the tree. And it bent its branches down as low as it could. But the boy was too tiny. The giant's heart melted as he looked out. How selfish I have been, he said. Now I know why the spring would not come to this garden. I will put that poor little boy into the tree, and then I will knock down the wall, and this garden will be the children's playground forever and ever. He was really very sorry for what he had done. So... He crept down the stairs and opened the door 
quite softly and went out into the garden. But when the children saw him coming, they ran away. And with them went the spring, and the garden was winter again. Only the little boy did not move. For his eyes were so full of tears that he did not see the giant coming. The giant stole up behind the little boy and lifted him gently in his hand and put him up into the tree. The tree at once burst into blossom and the birds came and sang in it and the little boy stretched out his two arms and flung them around the giant's neck and kissed him. And when the children, the other children, saw that the giant was wicked no longer, they came running back and with them came the spring. It is your garden now, said the giant. And he took a great axe and he knocked down the wall. When the children, were, when the people were going past at 12 o'clock on their way to market, they saw the giant playing with the children in the most beautiful garden that they had ever seen. Can you imagine? All day long they played, all day long. And in the evening they came to bid the giant goodbye. But, um, um, where is your little companion, asked the giant. The one that I put into the tree. The giant loved him best because he had kissed him. The children said they did not know where he was, that he had gone away. Well, be sure and tell him to come again tomorrow, won't you, said the giant. But the children said they did not know where he lived, and they had never seen him before. The giant was very, very sad. He really was sad. Every afternoon, when school was over, the children came and played with the giant in the garden. Yet... The little boy that he loved was never seen again. And the giant did long for his first little friend. And he often spoke of him. Hmm. How I would like to see him again, he used to say. Years went over and the giant grew very old and feeble. He could no longer play about, so he sat in a huge chair in his garden and watched the children at their games and admired his garden. I have many beautiful flowers in my garden, said the giant, but the most beautiful flowers of all are the children. One winter morning, he looked out of his window as he was dressing he did not hate the winter now because he knew it was only the spring asleep and that the flowers were resting. Suddenly, he rubbed his eyes and looked and looked. In the farthest corner of the garden, there was a tree all covered in white blossoms. For heaven's sake! It was the middle of winter, and the tree was, had golden branches, and silver fruit hung from them. And underneath the tree was the little boy that the giant had loved. 
Downstairs rang the giant in great joy and out into the garden. He hastened across the grass, and as he drew closer, his face grew red with anger. Who hath dared to wound thee, he asked, for on the palms of the child's hands were the prints of two little nails, and the prints of two little nails were on the child's feet. Who hath dared to wound thee, asked the giant. Tell me that I may take my big sword and slay him. Nay, answered the child, but these are the wounds of love. Who art thou, asked the giant, and a strange awe fell over him and he knelt before the little child. The child smiled at him and said, you let me play in your garden once. Today, you shall come with me to my garden, which is paradise. The next afternoon, that afternoon in fact, when the children came running in from school, they found the giant lying dead under the tree, but all covered in white blossoms. When I told my family that I was going to read The Selfish Giant to you today, they were appalled. They said, you cannot read a story like that to children. I said, it's a children's story. And they said, why are you reading that story? Of all the stories that you know, why are you reading that story? Children, let me tell you. I mean, you know, there are lots of sad endings to stories, but that was the happiest sad ending in the world, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, it's all covered in white blossoms. He was very old anyway, so, you know, who cares? I mean, do you know what I mean? I mean, it was beautiful. I thought it was beautiful. It's really lovely. A little boy took his hand and... Off they went together and lived happily ever after, I guess. Right? Okay, you okay with that story? <laughs> Phew! Well, there we are. <laughs> there we are. I'm pretty sure we're even more than okay with that story, ma'am. That was lovely. <laughs> thank you. Thank and you. thank you so much for coming along today and reading your favourite story. My great pleasure. My great pleasure. And... Uh, it is uh, a very special day for you today, isn't it? It's your birthday, is it that right? Is. It's Mem's birthday. <laughs> so the festival oh has a birthday goodness. cake for you. Oh, my goodness. And, and Mem won't be doing any signing after, after this session, but we will have the birthday cake there sliced up, so you'll be able to come and get a slice of birthday cake. <laughs> But we thought perhaps you would all like to sing Happy Birthday to Mem Fox. What do you think? Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. All right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mem. Happy birthday to you. It 
hip hip. Thank you. Hey, hip hip. 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 Hey! Happy oh, birthday, Mim. Thank you. Thank, thank you, so, you much so much for coming thank along. You. Thank you. And we can we can assist you in a quick exit escape thank if you, you like. Thank uh, you. Very and for much. everyone else, just wait a few moments, uh, maybe a few minutes, and then there will be cake available at the signing desk. Once more, a big round of applause for Mem Fox. <laughs> <laughs>